the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ with you. When I was a younger man, high school and college age, I had some friends who would, you know, with some routine, use the name of the Lord in vain, especially using the name of Jesus Christ as an expletive. At first, I wasn't quite sure how I wanted to respond to that. I didn't want to ignore what they were saying, thinking that would somehow condone or approve it. But I also didn't want to kind of get in their faces and harshly rebuke them and come off as some sort of Bible beater. That wouldn't seem cool at the time. So I developed what I thought was a little more winsome strategy for me. When a friend would say, J.C. as an expletive, I would look up into the sky and go, where? And they would usually look at me like, what? What are you doing? Why, why are you saying that? And then I would explain to them, well, you just said Jesus Christ, and I thought maybe you saw him. I thought maybe this was the day that he was returning and taking us all to be with him. And then they would look at me and say, no, no, that's not what I was saying. I was just using his name, and they hardly ever finished the sentence because they knew how they were using his name, and they knew I knew. Sometimes this gave me occasion to continue talking to them about my faith in Jesus as my Savior and to tell them how I really did believe that he was coming again in the clouds to return and take all of those who trust him with him. Those friends rarely misused the name of Jesus again, at least when they were around me. God's chosen people at the time of Ezekiel had been misusing the name of Yahweh for generations. Most of the previous 16 chapters of Ezekiel were prophecies about the imminent destruction of Jerusalem, about the wickedness and idolatry of God's chosen people there, and about the judgment that he was going to bring upon them for their faithlessness, their faithless leadership, and their false prophecies. In chapter 16, Yahweh describes his people as his bride, but a bride who had become a prostitute, disgracing his name and shunning his love. In the first 21 verses of chapter 17, Ezekiel describes both in the imagery of the lofty cedar, but also in some very clear didactic language, how Yahweh would use the king of Babylon to come and cut down the cedar, that is, the faithless king of Judah, seemingly cutting off the line of King David. And it doesn't stop there. For the next eight chapters after our text, the prophet continues to proclaim judgment upon Yahweh's rebellious people and to lament the destruction that is imminent. As I age and hopefully mature in my Christian faith, I become painfully aware of how I still fail to keep God's name holy in my life. I may manage to avoid cursing, swearing, using satanic arts, even lying and deceiving by his name, but it's glaringly obvious to me how I fail to call upon his name in every trouble, to pray, to praise, and to give thanks for all the blessings that he showers upon me. It's agonizingly clear to me how challenging it is to teach the Word of God in all of its truth and purity and to lead a holy life according to that Word. Pastor Oswald said it well yesterday when he pointed out how easy it is for us 
to view Christ's name as a performance enhancer or a weapon, as a metaphor, a brand name, or a narcotic. But here, here in the midst of multiple chapters describing God's grief and frustration with his people's unfaithfulness, we hear the beautiful reminder of his kesed, of the loyal love of Yahweh for us. He promises to take a sprig from the top of the cedar, of the Davidic line, and to use Isaiah's prophetic language, a shoot from the stump of Jesse. He promises to plant that sprig on a mountain high in Israel and make the dry tree flourish. That royal line, that royal line of David, that sprig did come as promised miraculously through the virgin womb of a young maiden in Israel. He grew up like a young plant, like a root out of dry ground with no form or majesty, no beauty that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected, crucified on a mountain in Israel on a dry tree for our transgressions. He was raised again from the dead. He kept Yahweh's name holy for us and the name Yeshua, Yahweh saves, Jesus is my salvation and yours. You know, I'm looking forward to that day when I'm standing next to somebody and they exclaim, Jesus Christ, and I go, where? And they say, right there, there in the clouds, coming for us on that day. Every knee will bow in heaven and on earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. He, he has spoken, and he will do it. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.